listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there and boy does he have the power of the force behind him. It's Luke Bly, Master Blywalker, how you doing mate? Oi, oi, Sabaloi. Yes, no, I do. I've got my Power of the Force collection right Looking there. Cool. At the moment, I'm loving my um, the the expanded universe figures, my Thrawn right there. Yeah? Who gets a mention. his legends. Well, he gets a mention in, in, in Mando Season 3, doesn't he? He does. And, and we're going to be doing a lot of Mando Season 3 goodness this week buzzing to dive into that mate I, I i literally was watching the finale of mandalorian season three uh, about 45 minutes ago i was still <laughs> watching it right so yeah mate yeah mate it's been you know, it's been a busy week but we you know we'll we'll get to that we'll get to that um mate nice bit of news i just wanted to open up with um, okay we announced this week that we are doing another Star Wars Sessions Patreon exclusive Zoom yep yep Zoom watch along it's yes. happening Attack of the Clones mate Attack of the Clones our, now our commentary for Attack of the Clones is absolutely legendary for <laughs> one specific moment <laughs> that Matt Classic. says unin- <laughs> that's just unintentionally hilarious so it always strongly recommend strongly recommend you listen to that um but it's going to be on the friday 15th of march 7 p.m london time 8 p.m central european 3 p.m new york 12 p.m los angeles 6 a.m the next day over in sydney australia work work out wherever you are work it out and join us patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions we would love to see you there are you looking forward to it mate you excited mate I really, really enjoy the watch-alongs. We've done, we've probably done six of them now, maybe. And they're always great. As I said before the last one, we always seem to get a nice revolving door. We have new faces Mm. at each one. We have the the OG. We have people kind of dropping in and out because of work-life commitments. But uh, And some people are on mute just to watch the film and listen to the crack. But it's always Mm. such good fun. We get to watch a Star Wars film. We get to see everybody's face. We get to have a little bit of fun. And yeah, it's a wonderful way to spend an evening and the feedback we get from each other is always very fun afterwards. We always text mm. very excitedly, but we're glad that everybody else who joins in seems to really enjoy it. And if you're not signed up, $2 gets you in the door. $2 gets you in the door and you can join that Patreon watch along. We do it on Zoom, join in, have fun, talk if you want. Don't have to. You can just look at us and that ain't a bad thing. But yeah, really looking forward to that, mate. Uh, March the fifteenth, Friday night for us anyway. Cannot wait. Um, what I love is that people we we're just chatting throughout, and usually debating, usually a bit of banter throughout the whole thing. It's fantastic. 
strongly, strongly recommend. If you've not done it, give it a try. Uh, yeah, like I said, Friday 15th. Yeah, what? What were you going to say? Do you, do you remember uh, when it was a couple of, couple of watch-alongs ago now, Commander mm. Melu Run, OG of the show, um, Legends, was uh. at work and just had pretty much the, <laughs> the screen on mute and was just listening to all of us talking. And every now and then we're popping and be like, hey, I'm, I'm at work. And then go back to work, but listen to us uh, and everybody else who was there at the time. That was wild. So uh, the second to nothing if not committed. I do remember that. Probably uh, 20 minutes into that, probably thought, oh, blimey, what have I done? What these have I idiots, done? these idiots, <laughs> these idiots just <laughs> going on. Oh, yeah, no, it's good fun, mate. Real, real, good real laugh. good fun. Um, but we've got some other news from Patreon department, don't we? Right, mate, we do. That's- I've been knocking on the door of Patreon department and they're telling us, look, you've got to watch long, you're going to love it. But they said, don't forget, you've got a newsflash. You have another new Patreon, Lukey boy, take it away. Liberty Timmons. What a name, by the way. What a cool name. Liberty Timmons, who's joined at the high ground tier. Welcome to the session, sickheads. Liberty, hope you enjoy all the new content and hopefully see you at the watch long. Yeah. Done. Done. Love it. Perfect time to sign up Liberty. Yeah, thank you for signing mm. up and supporting the show. You know how much it means to us, each and every one of you, for signing up. We hope you enjoy all of the con- the years worth, literally years worth mm-hmm. of content uh, and the stuff that's still to come. Watch alongs our own solo shows and podcasts. Uh, we've got some commentaries coming this year and some other filth as well. So please, guys, check consider checking out if you want. But Liberty, you've done it. We love you for it. Thank you so, so much for signing up and supporting the show. So that is the news from our Patreon department. However, that's we're not done with news, mate, because I've got the sounds of Big Ben Kenobi ringing in my ear one more time. What is it? What, what does it mean? What's it all about? Uh, what does it mean? It means it's Galactic News Round. The Mandalorian and Grogu has landed one of California's largest tax credit awards ever and will be the first Star Wars movie to be shot entirely in the Golden State. The first two Star Wars Battlefront games are being released to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the franchise. Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection, which will feature 2004's Star Wars Battlefront and its 2005 sequel, is set to be released on 14th of March 2024 and will be available on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series XS and Nintendo Switch. Harrison Ford's abandoned A New Hope script, which he left in his rental home in London in 1976, has sold for 13,600 US dollars at auction. And speaking on the Dune Part 2 press tour, Stellan Skarsgård stated that Andor Season 2 will be released in late 2024 or early 2025. Hi, this is Details. This is Matt Joseph. This is Alex Damon. This is Brendan Wayne. This is Trevor Futterfield. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. 
people are scattered like stars in the galaxy. What are we? What do we stand for? Being a Mandalorian is not just learning about how to fight. You also have to know how to navigate the galaxy. That way, you'll never be lost. Forgiven for my transgressions. May the force be with you! This is the way. There's something dangerous happening out there. And by the time it becomes big enough for you to act, it'll be too late. Hang on, kid. It's been one year since season three of The Mandalorian, and we are going to be talking about it this week. March the 1st, 2023, saw the return of Din Djarin, Grogu, Bo-Katan, Grief Karga, Moff Kidian, and all of the Mandem out there in Mando world. Yet, season three was always seen a little bit as the black sheep, a little bit as the outlier in the Mandalorian franchise. And... You know, we've got our thoughts on it, but it's been a year. We've been able to marinate it. We've had projects coming out since which tie in so tightly to the Mandoverse. We've got projects yet to come which tie in to the Mandoverse. So we sat back over the weekend and tonight and watched all of the Mandalorian season three to refresh ourselves. You know, what what do we love about it? What are the things that we weren't so hot on? Have our thoughts and opinions changed drastically? Are we still the same on Mando season three? Looking forward to this. We usually do a kind of a one year retrospective where we look back at the season just gone and we're going to continue to do it because it's fit. So, but Mando season three is a funny one because even mm. now I've noticed that some people are saying there's been a resurgence in support for this season and others are saying, no, it's not very good at all. It's the worst season of Star Wars TV that's the internet for you it's one or the other so we're going to see if we fit on any of those camps or in the middle so Lukey boy I know you've just finished watching it of course we did our recaps last year season three of The Mandalorian I know how much you love the show in general mm. you are a Mando stando what are your thoughts <laughs> now actually no, what did you think of Mando season three you know post finale last year can you remember where you were sitting on it well, okay, so that leads me to what I was going to say anyway, is that there's always a distinguishable difference between watching the show at the time versus one year later. Like, yes. for, 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 for whatever show I watch, whether that's Stranger Things, whether that was when I was a kid watching Doctor Who, you know, whether it's watching Only Fools and Horses, you know, there are shows 
that get better with time. You know, there, there are shows that are timeless. And when you compare our Andor season one recap, you know, like one year later <sighs> to when Andor was coming out, I think we're more, both of us, I think we're more up on it than even when it was coming out. You know, toward the end of Andor, we're like, oh, no, this is wicked. This is very special. But, you know, the beginning, although enjoyable, we were like, hmm, that, you know, where's this going? Like, what's yeah, I agree the, with that. What's the perspective? What's the flavor? We couldn't mm-hmm. quite figure it out. And I will still stand by, although I think Andor is a masterpiece. I think it's probably the best science fiction show made in the last 20 years, plus maybe, maybe even ever. Um yeah, I know that's a big statement to make, but it is. It's sensational. It's sensational. However, I get why it's not everyone's jam. Sometimes, sometimes it, it, it feels like it could be leaned out. Yeah, the the first three episodes, I don't do. I don't think do the best job of crediting Andor, of like letting us know what's what's to come. The quality of the show, although the quality is there, it's not the best intro. Now, I've I've I've, I've done that. Okay, I've got the Andor's talk out of the way. Yeah, because it's at the end of the day, we're talking about TV shows, aren't we, mate? Yeah, and we're talking about what Star Wars TV shows. So, yep. of course, we're going to somewhat compare. I know we're talking about different sports, almost or different. Uh, maybe I should say different leagues. Yeah, and I'm not saying like a relegation promotion league. I'm talking about, you know, different country leagues, just different flavors, different styles, okay? Um, Mandalorian is a pop culture juggernaut. We reported on it um, only a few months ago that this was one of the most watched pieces of original content in 2023, mate. Yeah, the Mandalorian is a massive, massive deal. Because of that, the Mandalorian has you know, high expectations. People love it. Mate, season two. Are you having a laugh? The end of season two, like, broke the internet, man. Like, people still talk about it. They still talk about it. There was a lot of expectation. Season three, one year on, I feel like I have a complicated relationship with it, honestly. Mm. Honestly. And and this rewatch... I have rewatched it a couple of times, but in this latest rewatch, I'm look, I'm watching it, and I'm like, ah, at times, phenomenal. And there are moments in it where I'm like, oh, this is beautiful, this is wonderful. You know, little Grogu in in the IG Eleven Hulkbuster. Yes, yes, no, no. Ah, oh, mad magic, magic. The minds of Mandalore, magic, pure magic. I can't help but it's it, it's it's just it's held down the potential for season three is being is being weighted it's being anchored by complexities of the real world and bad writing rushed production weird uh, directorial choices yeah weird lighting (laughs) so bright why is it so bright? bright very bright why does it feel like i'm in you know madrid (laughs) <laughs> or or San Diego, where it's like always sunny. What yeah. you know? Uh, whereas it was only the season before, and before that, it was so murky and dirty and lived in. It felt like I was in space, East London. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know, man. 
I've had a weird journey with this, a weird, weird journey. So, I, you know, I always want to say ch- opinions change, don't they? Perspectives change over time, right? And, I'm, you know, even after this episode, give it another year, might change, might appreciate things differently. Um, were you expecting that answer? Or were you like, because I know, I, I can imagine we're probably on a similar vibe, to be honest. We are very much on a similar vibe, but I yeah. actually expected um, for you to have rewatched it and to have come out with those guns blazing a bit saying, do you know what? I think I prefer this more with, upon rewatch and upon rewatch. I think it's getting stronger. And I don't know why. I know you are a, you're a man who is a balanced realist uh, dude, but you're a positive fellow. And I, could, I mm. just had a feeling that you were going to come out of it with a little bit more spice than previously. But no, I'm very much with you and it's so strange because i don't hate the season and i've said that all along i know people do and i have been more negative than positive in the last year when, when it's been mentioned in passing i might pull a funny face and think oh so when i rewatched it you know i've re- i was really digging it uh and a binge i literally binge through it binge through it as much mm. as i could do and you know, i'm digging it and some of the things which bothered me before didn't actually bother me this time around, uh, which I was surprised okay. about. Like uh, what? Uh, certain cameo characters who are in it, it's not cameo, certain appearances by celebrities. Um, I think it's because oh. uh, the the new, the kind of the, the you know, whatness of it all had got, the whatness of it all had gone. And I knew it was coming. So I was like, let me, I can now watch this as part of uh this is the universe now. Let me just hear what they're saying, the dialogue and what, where's the story going? doesn't mean all of mm. them though. Um, Cause I still think there's a lot of baffling choices. However, if I look at my notes and you know, I know I'm a, you know, I've got a big old brain up there, but I do have a lot of notes. I do believe that my <laughs> negatives for this season, and this isn't going to be a negative bash, a session on my behalf at least, but negatives for me do outweigh the pros by a fair whack. But some of that is also, you know, you say negative, you think, oh, here we go. I hated Lizzo. I hated episode three. I didn't like it. Most of them are kind of like very minor things. And actually, it's more to do with the the narrative of the season or, or the direction or the focus of the season rather than individual mm. episodes. Upon rewatching, I was like, do you know what? I'm enjoying most of this. It's just a season where it felt more like, like it was rather than the sum of it was the parts i don't really go back and watch individual episodes from season three in fact i haven't in an entire whereas season one and two i can drop in and out and watch an episode and have a lot lot of fun with it Mm. and that's part of the problem however i did enjoy my rewatch because of some of the things you said mate it's a it's a stew it's a mandalorian stew you go, sometimes you put a mushroom in there. I'm not really a fan of mushroom, but I love the chicken and I love the broth and the vegetables that are in it. And that's what you said, mate. It's a buffet. It's Star Wars. I don't have to like everything in it to eat, to still enjoy the season or at least appreciate it. And, you know, wh- where it stands up to the others, I'm sure we'll get to in the discussion. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you, mate. It's complicated. I enjoy it, but it doesn't quite hit that satisfying spot. Mm, I think... Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not. Would you say? Would you just say all of the time? Sometimes it does. Sometimes yeah. it, it grabs you and it's like, yeah, this is good stuff. I I totally agree. Um, on my rewatch, here are some here are some standouts for me, mate. The Minds of Mandalore, superb, absolutely superb, superb episode. 
better than some episodes from the second season and the first season. Absolutely adored it. I loved the direction at that point. And at that point, I was like, wow, yeah, this is this is really, really rocking. You know, um, it's worth noting as well, just quickly, that Rick Famuyiwa um, directed the first episode of season three. So the apostate chapter 17 and also the two last episodes, uh, chapter seven or or chapter 23, episode seven. He he became executive producer for this season as well, didn't he? So he took on a larger role within the Mandoverse. Correct. Yeah. And then the finale as well, chapter 24, the return Rick Famuyiwa. Um, uh, I, I think I'm, I was I, I was a big advocate and a big fan for Rick Famuyiwa being so involved in the Mandalorian um, when it was announced that he would be yeah he's a lot more hands on with Mando now that Dave's doing a and John's doing this I was like yeah that makes sense Rick's directed some really cool episodes of Mando in hindsight in hindsight yeah straight up I don't think he's good enough. I, I actually think in this season, looking at the list, he's one of the more poor directors, mate. And there are moments where I'm like, you know, that's not good enough. It's too messy. There's not, there's not enough focus on, on, on slow, small moments. Uh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I'm so, I don't, I'm not, I'm not adding Rick and be like, oh, I thought, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm, <laughs> yeah. it was, so, it's something that I noticed with those three episodes yeah the spies is is it has a lot of killer moments but i'm also bearing in mind that we watched that star wars celebration europe Mm. in london and we watched it in in this massive auditorium with loads of people there were sick heads there you know great vibes it was an amazing experience (laughs) so there's always going to be that factor but if i try to you know like really in a little bit and try and look at it objectively um it's a, it's a decent episode. It's still one of the better ones of the season, but it's, it's it doesn't match up to what comes before it, mate. Mm-hmm. Does it? No. Does it? No, I agree with you, mate. Season one's pilot. I know how, how um, dearly you hold that, and it's a very strong start to the season. Season one, obviously, season two. Mm. You know, Papa Vanth is back, and the massive. Um, uh, dragon snake thing. I can't remember its name. I had to hand in my cannon card in what? season in two. In the first. Opener. Yeah, with the Tuscans oh, kill it. Yeah, the the um yeah. Why was we, say we, myth- can't, we yeah, can't remember what it's called, can we? It will come to us in a minute. Um, it's the June Lucky Boys he's something dragon. It. It's something dragon, isn't it? it you you think about it, you have a look, mate. You dragon. do your bit of Wikipedian. Um Yeah, go on, you do it. To find out what it's called. Crate dragon. It's crate, crate dragon. dragon, of course it's a crate dragon. Everyone out there is screaming at us now ah. in the battle of crate dragon. Oh, sequel. Um so yeah, th- those two Certainly, that second one. That second one felt like cinema. Um, you know, the Steve no, the, no. the Crate Dragon. That's felt that. Mate, here we go. That felt just so good. Yeah, it really did. And look, the Apostate is a decent episode. It's, mm. a, it's you know, it's a good episode. It's just, I don't know. It just felt rush. It, it, it sets a yeah, rush. It sets a tone for the season as well because it's very bright. It's very different. The acting, I don't think, is particularly up to par. I know Jimmy Kimmel's nephew got the job because it's jimmy kimmel's nephew um but yeah and there's a lot what did of, he do, do do again jimmy he was, kimmel's he was ragnar he was the little boy who was getting uh oh, yeah. who's reading out the creed at the beginning of the episode 
Um, yeah. And he got stolen by a bird in like episode five or six. Um, oh, that was wild. Yeah. See, I I love some of the wildness, right? I'm I'm, I'm going to put that out there. Like in in Boba Fett, there is wild moments. Where I'm like, wow, this is just this is so weird. It's so delicious. It reminds me of the Cantina in A New Hope. It reminds me of Jabba's Palace and Return of the Jedi. You know, just the odd the oddities of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I think are really fun, really attractive, right? But there is a way to deliver it, right? There is a way to finesse the weird. You've got to, you've got to balance it out. Boba yeah. Fett doesn't always do that. It doesn't, but I, I, I still find it. It has its own charm. But without a doubt, without a doubt, unless you know you are a Boba Fett superfan, which hey, more power to you. Yeah, you're a legend. The Mandalorian's a stronger show, right? Right. Overall, I though I would Overall, say though, looking at Book of Boba Fett in season three, I'd be more inclined to rewatch the Book of Boba Fett, I think, than season three. But then we know we know we're going to talk about the banther in the room because of the massive crossover between the two of them as well. Let's not forget about that. So that's what I was going to say. Is us? I, I, I actually think Boba Fett is better than Mando season three. It is far more rewatchable, I think, as well. And again, it guys, if you love season is- three, and this is your and this is your baby, this is your daddy, this is your mama. Great, we're not going to sit here and dunk all over season three. We're just going to give our honest opinions. We like season three, but yeah, I think the book of Boba Fett is more rewatchable. I think they get the zaniness, the craziness, and mm. even if you take out the two or the one point seven five Mando episodes of Boba Fett, and we've look, I'm not going to sit here now and be do the 180 and say suddenly all of the problems with it have gone away and it's actually narratively brilliant and so focused but i don't know just it, it's just weird the book of Fett. it's weird it's like leicester it's like leicester in the premier league it's like punching it way above what it should be and yeah, then in they 2016 yeah. In 2016, you're like, oh, what, what's going on, <laughs> Jamie Vardy? Um, oh. Listen, I, I think uh, let me, let me throw this out there. Let me throw this out there. I did write this on my notes, and I was going to bring this up later on in the episode, but I'll bring it up now because this seems like oh. a nice and decent. Yeah, this seems like a natural point to 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 suggest this, right? The 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 two Mando clearly Mando episodes that shoved into Book of Boba Fett, right? Say it, go on, say it. Do you think they were meant to originally be in just Mando season three? Yeah, I've I've got it down that, and I've said this before. I think we both have season no. three should if, if we're going to do it, open it with those two episodes. Open season three of the Mandalorian with those two Boba episodes, because then, but the the Boba Fett show was I think severely weakened by having those episodes in it. Mm-hmm. That's what we remember. I think Mando season three was severely weakened by having those two episodes in it, and then of course you've got the the knock-on effect because Mando season three is setting up other shows and other things that everything kind of loses a little bit of spark and a little bit of magic because everything's a little bit all over the place. And like you said, some of that is as well, unavoidable slash avoidable real world things going on, but mm. you know, you've got to roll with the punches and it is a bit of a messy look overall, but I, I do. I mean, I want to say, yes, I think that they were supposed to be in Mando, but then, that was when we also had Rangers of the New Republic, which could have then taken some of Mando season three content away. And that's where the, that's where the smoothie starts to get a little, little bit lumpy. 
You know, Boba Fett's got some Mando in. Mando season three has obviously got a lot of, or at least a decent chunk of Rangers of the New Republic story in it. And everything mm. starts to lose its identity a little bit. And that's the problem, I think. And that's my real issue with Mando season three. And I'm going to throw that question to you about Boba back as well, mate. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. But my biggest, yeah. my biggest kind of bugbear is there is a real lack of identity. Like, what's it trying to be? Is it its own thing or is it now just spin-off show? And I know we'll, we'll get into that. But what about you, though, mate? Those two Mando Boba episodes. Yeah. Were they always intended to be Boba show episodes? I, I don't think they were. I have zero zero proof of this and i think this sort of information would be locked down you know like hard (laughs) yeah um because even if even if there's some truth to it i i don't think it will come out for a very 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 long time um but let's go back to when these shows were being made yeah the bob chapek era of disney and disney plus right Mm. coming you know, you know, out of a, a a time where there was a lot of uncertainty in the world, in cinema, and streaming seems like the future. Disney, not just Disney, but a lot of studios, Disney, though, freaked out and went, right, well, <laughs> green light, you know, a ton yeah, of Disney Plus shows. And we know that Bob Chapek was a big, big, big believer in Disney Plus and volume. And I don't mean just the volume. I'm talking about just volume content. Just like, yep, 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 yep. We need to really bulk up our D Plus, right? Um, and I think that they 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 wanted Boba Fett to hit. And I think they were like, oh, is Mando going to be in Boba Fett? Um, probably not. Maybe maybe a flying visit toward the end. We've got this idea of the Battle of Tatooine. Maybe we need reinforcements mm-hmm. and maybe he knows Din Djarin, get him involved. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about the green guy? What about the baby? Is he going to be in it? Well, no, because he's, in, he's with Luke Skywalker. Well, can we make the green baby be in it? that's it well we've already got a story planned for season three when they reunite but you know make the green baby appear in book of boba fett yeah 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 because you know he sells all this money and we're in a funny a vulnerable financial situation at the moment yeah we need this we need this which i can understand but long term it has damaged them and if you if you look at season three, right? If let's right, let's look at Book of Boba Fett. Take away the Return of the Mandalorian from it. Yeah, add the Luke. Take away the Luke Skywalker stuff, and just it's just Mando turning up really to help Boba with the end battle. What's that like? Six episodes. Yeah, yeah, and it would make sense for him to turn up for the last battle. Wouldn't be right. Weird. Done. So Grogu's not in it, and then. Season three starts and you have a solo Mando and he's going through like his, the themes that are still present, the themes that are still very good, you know, about uh, redemption, about, you know, finding your faith, finding your way, what path are you walking, having that while simultaneously having, well, how's Grogu doing? I wonder how's, oh, that reminds me of Grogu. Do you know what? I'm going to go visit him, take the chain mail to him. You can see how actually it kind of fits in better with a mando season three than book of boba fett right yep and it gives grogu something to do in season three because yes he gets the ig unit and he gets to say yes yes no no but 
and of course the moment in the finale. But up until then, not really doing much for the plot. No, I know. Whereas in season no, one and two, he is integral, and this is this is money. Yeah. This is money in a little robe, and he is he just doesn't do anything. He's just part. He is the cutesy kid. He's the cutesy pet in the show, and that is then downplaying his usefulness and everybody and the people will shout to the order 66 scene of course yeah but that's not grogu advancing the plot of the mandalorian that's just his that's just they're going to keep chucking a little bit of his backstory here and there but in terms of what he actually does not really an awful lot until that like those very kind of final episodes and dare i say final moments and if like you say if you like you hypothesized if you have him in those in the beginning then suddenly his his value to the show is even greater. Mm. But then we also, do we get a chance to miss him? That would then also, I think with that, John and Dave would have to do the unthinkable and just plan a little harder and just say, season three takes place one year later. So we know as fans, oh, Grogu has been away for a whole year. So Mando's had a chance to miss him. It's not been mm. three weeks, but yeah, I think Grogu doesn't really do an, an awful lot when you think about, advancing the plot of the season uh no i agree wholeheartedly i think you're bang on the money with the 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 plot you know and i think some character development in season three just happens you know you don't really see it it just happens and you're all right okay that's 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 what's up with this person that's what's up with that you know with that and okay but it's a little bit bizarre Especially when you compare it to, you know, last week, mate, Bad Batch. And you're like, oh. wow, you know, you're seeing some really good character development, aren't you? You're, you're, you're seeing these yes. things unravel and unwrap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I can't help but think, you know, to come to the defense, and I know I am prone to, you know, to do this every now and then, but I'm going to come to the defense of John and Dave here because they're clearly capable people, clearly capable. They clearly can tell a very good Star Wars story, Mm -hmm. right? I feel like actually what's happened here, I I feel this is pure theory, yeah? So actually, I say it's pure theory. There's one or two tidbits and things that we've heard or been told that, that may imply this, but we don't know for definite, right? Um studio intervention i think a lot of this was actually studio intervention more than we realize and these poor guys including kathy kennedy are probably thinking oh flipping heck we have to deal with this because if if your overlords are coming and saying we need 10 star wars shows yeah what do you do what <laughs> what do you mean you need 10 why 10 yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is if you've been listening for a while you know i've got beat in my bonnet about that but i still it's find it crazy. utterly bizarre and it's and it's and it's turned out to not work shock horror it's not worked just saying 10 because oh it's a nice number sounds good on an investment call like you know saying to a studio like <sighs> lucasfilm like marvel and going yeah 10 gone give us some I think Lucasfilm finessed it way better than Marvel. I think they did. Way better than Marvel. I think Lucasfilm were cheeky where they went, well, we'll visions. We'll do visions. That counts as one. We've got. Droid story. We've got. Yeah. 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 Willow, probably, because it was Lucasfilm, not just Star Wars. It was Lucasfilm, actually. So, you know, little asterisks there. It wasn't just Star Wars shows. Willow didn't work out that well, but, you know, they gave it a a go. I think that was more down to the. 
I think that was down to creative choice at the end of the day, mate. Yeah, we watched a few of those episodes. We watched them in London, and I thought, what the hell are we watching? Like, this ain't this ain't even anything like the film. I don't get it. And I know you're oh, not no, massively yeah. up on the film, but I watched the film when I was a kid. I, I enjoyed it. And, and the show didn't feel like the film at all, at all, remotely similar. But anyway, let's not do Willow. We're talking about Mando season three here, mate. Go on, uh, son. Go on. I, I honestly, I the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah. And even the right. Let me add another point. Sorry, I know I'm on my soapbox, no, Mister. My Hudson, friend, please, I'm, please. I'm on. I'm on. I'm soaped up. I'm soaped up and ready to go. He's, right. He's he's got his suds on. He's lathered up. <laughs> That's it. The poor listeners having to visualise that now. Are, um, <laughs> but the you know the last two episodes, those two Rick Famuyiwa episodes at the end, the spies, the one we saw at Celebration, and the return. Mm-hmm. I've thought this for a while now, but you know my latest rewatch this week has only re-emphasized my feelings that that sh- that's one episode. That's clearly just like one episode that's been spliced into two in it it feels like it a little bit to me i could i could be completely wrong and it's like oh well that would have if that is the case it would have been seven they like to do eight episodes of mando maybe that's because they took an episode out maybe they've had to add stuff in you've got the rain you mentioned it already the ranges of the new republic stuff that's a whole nother level of complexity um Mm -hmm. i promise guys we will talk about our our likes and positives soon but <laughs> yeah. there are some there, there are big time mate big time yes like, absolutely yeah like a lot of things yeah it's a therapy oh, session mate. mate isn't it that's what it is but no i, mm. I know what you mean but there, there was clearly intervention as soon as that investor call came out and they and they're saying we're doing the book or the book of boba fett actually came at the end of season two but that they yeah, that was in the back of their mind the whole time, of course. Then they say Ahsoka and other things, which are all going to tie into the Mandover. Suddenly, what was just a lone gunslinger, and this and you know season two was guilty of this as well. We all know that it started to get a little bit bigger in season two with more established characters. But by season three, by saying so much stuff is now going to jump off of this show, it loses its identity, and it and with the behind the scenes shenanigans that didn't help either because it's identity then got shot because we have the Rangers of the Republic stuff. We've got the setting up of Ahsoka. Um, who knows what else they're setting up. Um, they've got the Boba Fett catching up on, catching up on as well. And there's so much stuff going on that it's, it's, it's crazy that it was co- <laughs> as cohesive as it was, because what I will say about season three is watching it. It did feel like one, you know, one kind of long story. So mm. whilst I say in terms of like narrative, I think that, it was off. It did feel like it was, you know, started here and it got to its end point and I could, I could chart the path through it. It didn't feel like it took too many zany, um, side missions or zany detours. It kind of felt fairly straight in where it's going to. And I think that is a, that is a positive. I've said, I'd love bad batch season three to do that. I'd love that to just feel like one long mm. story rather than going on weird side missions. Um, but yeah, I, there, there was just something there. I think there's a lot of choices which were made, which just didn't help the show. And I think Mando should always be the show that comes first in the Mandoverse. Mm-hmm. I know lots of fans would be more excited for Ahsoka because of the possibilities. But I think in the Mandoverse, or whatever they want to call it, the Mandalorian should be the daddy. You know, everything, like, like the live action yeah. films, 
they that is the story and everything that comes from it supplements that rather than that supplementing everything else and i don't and i think that was a little bit flip floppy in season three but um and look, there are there are other things I, I wasn't a fan of in season three but then i can also levy that at the other seasons as well i think moff gideon again was so underutilized in this he just comes in for the last ep- two episodes and that's it it's this giancarlo esposito he He's eating up the scenery, mate. It's more ham than a deli counter, and I love it. But again, he's only in. But he's good, isn't he? He's 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 good. But then you could look at it and be like, "Oh, he got captured in season two, and then they're like, "Oh, he got away. Here he is again. Fine." IG Eleven, yeah, bringing him back is like just give us a new droid, man. IG Eleven splew himself, sacrificed himself for the cause in the season one. You know what a great moment that was. It was Din's arc as well, Uh, bringing back. It was cool how they brought him back when he's kind of crawling along half dead. But and and you know at the end of the season when they're like, oh, we want I want to take that droid's head for something. Okay, it's a different droid, but it's still an IG unit. I just wish that they hadn't focused so much on you know, some such things like that. Give us a new droid for Grogu to fall in love with and for toys uh, to sell toys. Give us more Moff Gideon. I know I'm pretty sure you'll mention it as well, but you know. Pedro wasn't around. You know, no. you know, we know Pedro wasn't around and Bruce, uh, Bruce Wayne, Brendan Wayne has said as much uh, in a positive light, but you know, Brendan, uh, Pedro wasn't around. So you don't see Mando's face. Do we need to see it? No, but we have done a few times in the last few seasons. So it did feel a little bit odd, mate. Do you think we mm. needed to see Pedro's face in, in season three, mate? I think it would have elevated the show further seeing Mm -hmm. pedro's face again um you know toward the end of the season again you know part like poetry it rhymes maybe the helmet's (laughs) forced off of him and you know you could continue that story of trying to merge these two mandalorian cultures Mm -hmm. which is which is a thread that i think is really interesting has a lot of layers a lot of complexities and a lot of things you can you can see a mirroring real world scenarios and situations for better or for worse. And you can almost make a lesson out of it. Can you? And yeah, I, I felt like at times that was underused and the, 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 the answer's there, isn't it? The answer is, well, you can use your main character, use your main character, use Pedro Pascal. Now that's, it's once again, another, another real world thing going against Mandalorian season three, right? This, this show had a massive, massive uphill battle. Um, Pedro signed on to do the last of us, you know, and because of lockdown, because of delays in Hollywood and TV and film, um, which we're going to be experiencing again because of the strikes last year. Um, yep. Yeah. He, yeah he, he signed, he signed up to do the last of us and he had an obligation to do that. Before Mando, Mando, mm-hmm. they can get away with Brendan Wayne being in the suit the whole time, you know, and Latif being in the suit and just getting Pedro to come in and do, you know, a bit of voice work for a couple of days pay. It's, but it, yeah, it, it did feel like they, they lent on that, you know, too, too much, mm-hmm. too much. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Uh, you're right. You said this is like therapy earlier. It does feel like that. <laughs> it feels yeah. like a year on the more you, the more I've watched and the more you think about it, the more you see other opinions on it. Yeah. It's still a good time. It is still fun. But like you said, yes. I'm not, 
I'm not rushing back to rewatch, and I know a lot of our listeners, you know, have said this, and we'll we'll get to it in our Bantina section. A lot of listeners say, "Yeah, I'm not finding myself going back to rewatch episodes of this, bro." Same, and I'm I'm the guy that will rewatch Mando episodes left, right, and center. I even <laughs> rewatch Book of Boba Fett episodes randomly, and I'm like, "Yeah, do you know what? This is mental. Is it the best? No. Is it rewatchable? Yeah, a lot oh, like God, yeah. animation, a lot like Clone Wars, which, by the way, is not perfect." Clone Wars has a lot of stupid episodes, stupid arcs, stupid <laughs> endings, bad yes. writing. But that episode, that that series, sorry, persevered and it became, it, it, it is an icon. It is royalty in pop culture animation. The Mandalorian is still royalty in pop culture. It still has a name. It still has the characters. It still has wild, wild potential. But... The, se- the third season, I think, is almost unanimously, Matt, unanimously the weakest. I, mm-hmm. I see very, very little people saying it's their favourite. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm saying a handful, yeah, online, ever. <laughs> I've not, you know, yeah. season one and two, that debate goes on and on. And I almost see like a 50-50 split, conti- you know, as, as the show goes on. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Shame, and there will be people listening now who are saying, "Well, it's my favourite," and that's you know, you know what you got. If this is your first episode, we'll always say, "You know, rock on." That's quality. We love it. We are here to celebrate Star Wars, but we're also here to talk about it in the ways that we would do if we were down the pub. We're going to say what we like and what we didn't like and what didn't didn't work. I also still actively hate the opening of the spies with the with the Mon Cala and the Quarren. But I love you. I was like, I, I, I was like, and, and Bryce Dallas Howard that's, gets away with this. She gets away guns, with this. Guns for yeah, sorry, hire. Guns, guns for hire. Yeah. yeah, guns for hire. And Bryce, we love a bit of Bryce on this show. She's she's done so much for this show, um, the the Mandalorian. But she gets away with, with a lot in that episode because that I, opening, know. And I don't care if it's played for tongue in cheek and it's a bit kind of theatrical and it's meant to be like this Shakespearean tragedy <laughs> romance. I hate it. <laughs> I hate every second of it. But Matt, what's the point? That there, there is no point other than, wouldn't it be fun if we did this? Oh yeah, go on in. We've got a spare quarren around the back. Bring them in. <laughs> Just get someone to do a really cat voiceover. <laughs> two, two bad voiceovers. What's wild, other than like this young lad in the Clone Wars who seems to have this also quite regular voice, yeah, as, as a Mon Calamar, um... The live action i'm pretty sure we've never heard a bloke oh you're right i love you yeah just sound, oh, sounds like is, oh my man my man sounds like he's from you know east sussex or something you know you know kent and oh. uh he's he's trying to do, chirps up this quarren lady oh, that no, also you a cuddle leave sounds it. like sounds like she works at the pharmacy you know around the corner from me i i Literally just does. i don't she just doesn't pick up even... the phone and be told to put your phone voice on. Uh, and it, oh my, just give them a different language. Give, give them some subtitle us or something. Give us a bit, a bit of that because it is abysmal. Gory and Shard, love him. The, ma- the, ma- the oh. puppeteering on his mouth is some of the worst I've ever seen because it's just <laughs> but... some bloke like a sock puppet. But I do like but. Gory and Shard, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Bane, and I hate the guy's voice. But I think I the design is cool. 
What's with the voices? What is with the voices? Yeah. I want You're mine, Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> Mandalorian. Oh, mate. I say it's a school. He's just walked out of a pub in Hereford. That will work um, in Skeleton Crew, I think, because we know Vane is in it. That will work. I think that kind of approach will be the Skeleton Crew approach. So maybe a little bit more. I'm looking forward to that show. Um, but yeah, there was a like that that like the the guns for hire. Like that, now the episode that I want to mention this quickly because that episode gets a lot of flack because of the listeners and the Jack Blackiness of it all and the Christopher Lloyd. Um, and upon rewatching it. You know, Jack Black is fine in it. You know, Jack Black is just doing Jack Black. He kind of reigns it in a little bit as Captain Bombardier, but he's fine. And now I know that Lizzo's in it. I'm like, well, she can't act for Toffee, but oh, you know, I don't mind the fact that she's in it because you know, they, they, they you know, the 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 caution they give her and all of the stuff around her, you know, it's it's over the top. It's actually Christopher Lloyd who is the weakest by a mile in this episode. Oh, I was a separatist. <laughs> Can you do that take again, mate? Because I don't understand what you're on about. What's, what is going on with this episode? This, this. I'm sorry, everyone. This is turning into like a slap up session, it's, mate. We said it was going to be a Duncan, and it's not. But it has we're been Duncan. Ha- we are we are happy slapping the Mandalorian <laughs> Lloyd. season three. No, Christopher Lloyd. Though, I love Christopher Lloyd in so many things, but he's just Christopher Lloyd in a blue jumpsuit and. It it takes away from some of that magic a little bit. I like his character, and I love the kind of the when he's like you know a separatist is a pejorative term, and he's you know Count Dooku as a visionary. Those kind of tie-ins are great. It's just Christopher Lloyd just felt so out of place in those scenes. And but oh, I, nice. I watched it. I didn't mind the episode as much when I rewatched it. Like the whole droidiness of it all, and Plaza Fifteen looks like a cool place to live, and uh, the droid cantina and all that. There's some great ideas in there though. Yes. The, 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 the ideas are there. The principles are there in that episode. It's, it does come down to the execution. I know you're mm, mint Dr. Mm, Pepper. Mm, 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 He's mm. got a Dr. Pepper in his mouth. Mm. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say it. Um, <laughs> that was a bit, that's well funny. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know, mate. Jack Black, why? Well, that's just, the question is yes what, I, I don't think he's bad in it but you know it's kind it's of like not, it's not no I, isn't it? I agree but i'm i'm a you know give it to an actual actor who's trying to make it in something i said this at the beginning it, it frustrated <laughs> me lizzo is an absolute joke in this episode she can't act yeah she don't look the part she the 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 costuming is awful it's so don't bad like it. The lighting is so bright. <laughs> That's an acid trip, that is. Why is it so bright? Why have <laughs> they got crazy? Why have they got 3G grass <laughs> in the middle of I'm like, oh, AstroTurf? Yeah, AstroTurf, five aside football, lads. Do you want to? <laughs> yeah. Yes. The potential's there. The potential's there. Now, in the same episode, I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, you know, goosebumps over Mando saying to Din, "No, this isn't. This isn't how you talk to the Ugnaughts, right? You do yeah. this, you know, straight up. Blah blah blah. I have spoken. The mute, you know, uh, Kuwil's theme plays for a little bit. It's hinted right, at, yeah. and it's like, 
Oh my word, what a moment. What a moment. The battle droids, the prequel stuff. I love it. And I, I, I do like the idea of, oh, mm-hmm. th- they're, they're sleuthing, you know, they're trying to figure figure this yeah. out. But once again, it's this amalgamation of just different factors that you go, oh, no, you don't, you, you're not getting away with it. Whereas in the first season and even the second, there are things where you're like, oh, that's not quite how I would do that. That's not my fault. But you allow it. You give it a pass. Same with Andor. There are things in Andor that I'm like, that winds me up a little bit. The first three episodes could be cut into two, should be. A lot of people don't bother going beyond those first that first episode, let alone the first I, three. I know people who haven't, yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't do a good enough job of telling us what the series is about, which is a which is a damn shame because the series is outstanding. Now, is that a reflection of people's attention spans of you know different demands of attention in in the modern era? Maybe I think it's I think it's six of some, half a dozen of the other. But once again, Mando season three, it's there. The potential there. The moments is uh, they are without a doubt there. But it just sometimes lets itself down. Yeah, it's it trips over itself, itself. sometimes. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. Now, I'm 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 aware, mate. I can see your face. You're geared up to have another little like you're like no, no, right, no. and another oh, like, I'm no, no. the same. I was actually about to say, let's let maybe maybe oh. let's pivot, maybe. I was gonna say the same thing. I was gonna yeah. say maybe. I haven't actually got anything to- else. That's right. That, those kind of things do bug me. I haven't actually got anything good to say. I haven't got anything else. I I mean, like- well, actually, what about... No, um, there's, you know, the, the only other thing I could say is, you know, I know a lot of people are very upset that Bo-Katan came in and took Mando's place. Oh. I think I think Katie's good in this season. Uh, and I think Bo-Katan is very good in this season. I like where her character arc goes. I did mm. kind of look at the episode when I was watching it, the season, sorry, over the weekend and think, maybe the book of Bo-Katan would have been a better choice rather than Boba Fett, because they could have weaved in some of her story into that and then added those two episodes and Boba Fett into Mando. And then mm. when people are saying, you know, season three would be over overwrought. No, no, no. Put that in the book of Bo-Katan. And then we get Grogu back and let's go for Mandalore in the rest of season three. There are ways to do it. But um, that's not a bad I think shout, she, you know. They're very similar so, stories, aren't they? If you, if they you think about Boba Fett and... Bo-Katan's story, like, you know, the fight for, you know, Mandalore Sea, whatever it's called. I forget. I always forget the name of that. Sidari. Sidar- Mandalore City, I think, is uh, just <laughs> yeah. Mandoville. It, it. Mando Town. Mando. Man- Mandodon. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, you've got Mos Espa. It's kind of like, yeah. It's not yeah. really. Squin- one's been destroyed, but there are, it's still about identity and where, where do you fit in all of this? They could have done it. And I think it could have freed up season three to then have the the quest for Mandalore be longer because I think season three, it's it had a nice slow kind of burning feel to it, and then in those last few episodes, bang! It's like we need to get, we need to end this. We need to have a, the the war for Mandalore, the battle for Mandalore, and those f- final two episodes. I did mm-hmm. say the same about Boba Fett, but they could I think they could have stretched it out, and people would say, oh, "I'd be boring." I think they could even have you know retaken Mandalore be the final four episodes and. Uh, properly make it like a, this is a planet and this is Moff Gideon. We're meant to feel meant to fear this guy. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's punked out quite, quite early on in that fight. He, yeah. He look, he, he beasts them up a little bit and he destroys the dark saber, which is a huge moment. 
huge. But other than that, it's kind of it's kind of gone and over and done with quite quickly. And I wish that they'd you know use their resources better in terms of stories and book of Bo- book of whoever. But uh, you know, I liked Katie Sackhoff. I liked Bogotan in this. I think her and Din were actually really good together. And I think their partnership is very good and ha- their dynamic is really good. That isn't a weak point for me. But other than that, yeah, there's no real kind of things which kind of, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of. You know, there's always nitpicks here and there, but there was a few things that did bug me. But I'm more than happy, though, to hear some of the stuff that you did like, mate. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> right. What? Anyway, that's the, now to the band Tina. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, it goes without saying the minds of Mandalore, the this kind of exploration of of faith and religion, what it means to someone like Din and mm-hmm. the 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 uh the extremes people will go to to do that at times, right? You know, going to a mine and you know, nearly dying to 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 baptize oneself, to redeem yep. cleanse. It's a it's an outstanding episode, a real a real highlight of the season, without a doubt. Um, the pirate, I think, is actually pretty <laughs> underrated. Pretty underrated. I think this is quite a fun episode, mate. A real fun, mate. Gorian Shard, Gorian <laughs> the Shard, mate. Yep, it's outrageous, but I love it. That, and that's where I'm like, oh no! But they can kind of get away. It gets away with it, doesn't it? Yeah, the mouth movement movements aren't there, and you know, whatever. It it still all kind of works, and it's practical. It's practical. Compare that to old matey Prince and Mon Calamar and the uh, the, Ooh, the the, the Quarren, and the, you've just you know taken two workers from the local hsbc branch and got them to voice over that it just doesn't work as, even if if you subtitled it and they were just speaking at a quarren or something it would work better it would still be weird and you'd still be like yeah. why are we starting with this what mm. what a weird way to start and i know they've they threaded in a story but you could easily switch up and the same outcome is you know there um the 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 vfx in this the fights yeah particularly the uh ship battles the space battles you know i say ship battles actually because some of them are done in orbit and out of orbit yep are deliciously good deliciously good yeah 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 very good seeing din in that n1 and even a lot of the uh the the creatures the big monsters are brilliant brilliant throughout you're like wow this this looks amazing. And you have to remind yourself, oh, this is a TV show. Hey, mm-hmm. this is a TV show. This isn't even a film, you know? And you see some of the tripe that comes out in modern <laughs> VFX Hollywood films, blockbusters, quote unquote. You know, this just puts them to shame. There is a lot to love in this episode. And I'm always going to have a soft spot for the spies, mate. I'm always going to have a soft spot for the spies. Watching that celebration was just, it's nostalgia ultra. It's lovely. You know, lovely, lovely memory that we'll have forevs. Yeah. Forever. Oh, mate. Towers. Mm, Towers, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like, I like Paz Vizsla throughout. I, I, like I said, it's a nice slow build up to those like chaotic final episodes, but we get to see a little bit more about Paz. We find out that he's still grumpy, but he's a governor um and he's honorable until the end he went out like a king you know those doors closed yeah. oh we can't let you go i'm not gonna leave you and he turns around this is the way 
and he just takes those fools oh, out, and it takes like it. the best of the best to kill him. And I was like, do you know what? Went out like a boss. Respect Paz for Avengers of Fallen. Yeah, the Praetorians. Yeah, mate. I ever since Celebration when we first, I love the fact that we see them. You know, f- their feet first. Boom! The music comes on. There's that slow motion effect, and it's like, oh, it's going down. It's about to hit that fan and get messy. I really, really like that, and I know they're not the ones from the sequels, but it's a nice little way of being like, remember those guys from the sequels? This is it because we don't we don't see him do anything in the OT. You know, here these guys mean Bizzo. Um, just quickly, wasn't it crazy that we got an episode that was ninety percent just on Coruscant and Doctor Pershing just. (laughs) Papa Pershing. And do you know what I like about that episode? I do, I actually don't mind. I, I quite like the Pershing and um, Kane stuff. I don't mind it. Obviously, it, I would have preferred it in its own season because it's Rangers of the New Republic. What I do like, because you've mentioned Andor yes. at the top, is that we see Coruscant in all its beauty and glamour at night when they go to the opera house and, and things. And we see like prequel Coruscant. But then we also see the Andor side of it, which Andor did really well, was show that in the daytime, Coruscant is almost this big, ugly concrete jungle. And mm. Mando actually did that as well. We see them in like this like, council block in the Amnesty housing, and it's just concrete everywhere. And it felt like the vibes that Andor got when Cyril Khan's going home to his mum. And there's a nice synergy there, which I quite enjoy. They didn't, no, they didn't change it up and have everything be plastoid. It's all that concrete jungle feel. I like that. Um, but yeah, that was a mass, a huge detour, a massively, yeah, a uh, huge swerve. And again, is it setting up the Mandalorian season three, or is it setting up Rangers and everything else? Yeah, everything else, everything else. And and I think I remember saying at the time last year, the two uh, lead actors names escape. Omid Abtahi and uh, Katie. Oh. Yeah. Katie O'Brien. Yeah. Oh, well done, mate. Good job. Thank you, mate. Um, yeah, not good enough. The acting was not good enough to lead a whole episode. It was not strong enough. Their acting, it just wasn't there. Yeah. And whether that's maybe the direction, I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to tell what's director. What, because a lot of, you think back to the prequels sometimes. Hayden delivers some hammy stuff, and we're gonna we're gonna have some fun with that on our watch along, aren't we? Especially you know, oh, attacking yeah. the clones. I think it's a bit better on Re- Revenge of the Sith, but mm-hmm. um, it's direction, dialogue, obviously performance. You can't not add that in. And the two of them are very capable performers. I've seen both of them in other things, and Kate O'Brien's got a big year ahead of her. Some big mm. films coming out, and one I'm especially looking forward to. I thought, but yeah, performance-wise, what they're being told to do. Of course, remember they're also acting on the volume, which may be alien. I don't know to them, and having to eat these lollies and it gets a bit weird. But yeah. no, I'm not. I am with you, mate. I do. Th- I think it's a a kind of mix, a little mix of everything. That yeah, the performances could be stronger. I think they could be. I think the dialogue yes. could be better. I think the direction could be better in those moments as well. Um, uh, but when I rewatched it, I didn't. I never. I didn't dislike it the first time. I think I was actually quite up on it when I first saw, saw it, if I remember rightly. And I watched it again, and I enjoyed it because I knew where it was all going. Because I knew it was coming, and I knew, yes. you know, what it might be setting up, and maybe the Bad Batch gave me a little bit of help with some of the cloney stuff and all the rest of it. I didn't mind it. I just forgot how long it was. I think it might be the longest, if or, or at least the second longest episode of the season. It's a, it's a 
beefy old boy. Yeah. The the spies, I think, might be the longest. I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the, even the, the finale, the return, um, that's a short boy. That is a short boy. I think recap and credits included it. You know, it's reached about 41 minutes or something. Yeah, that, you know, that, that, about that needs half to be an hour of continent. And it's a finale. You know, you compare that to season one's finale. Does it stack up? Compare it to season two's finale. Does it stack up? Compare it to Book of Boba Fett's finale, which Who is... Who's that? I, I, I have a love for Boba Fett. But it's saying something. It's saying something. In in in, in parts, it struggles. And I'm like, mate, guys, mm. Lucasfilm must know. They must know. When you've got a show like Andor coming out, love it or hate it, objectively, there is clearly more time and effort and TLC that went into it. Surely, mm. how how do do how do how does this happen to not just a show, mate. Not just a show, mate. The, one of the biggest shows of our time. It's Original shows. How do you let that happen? I, I don't know, mate. And I stand by this now. And again, <laughs> I'm not dunking. But I said, I, but this, this is going back to 2023 when I said, do you know what? I, I'm watching a Bad Batch season two and I'm digging this a lot more. I think it's a lot better. And I stand by that now. And, you know, I, I also think season three of the Bad Batch could potentially be better as well just because of the time that is taken. And you can say the Bad Batch has more episodes. You can also look at what they do with some of those episodes. And yeah, some of the, maybe they'll tie in eventually with small character building moments. But I think if you take the best of the Bad Batch season two and the best of Mando season three, I think Bad Batch still wins for me. And that isn't to yeah. kind of pit, oh, the Bad Batch should be worse. No, it shouldn't be worse. But if you ask me beforehand, which do you think I prefer? I'd say Mando all day long because I love Mando. I love Din Jarrett. Yeah. I, lo- I love Din in this season. It's Din, man. Yeah. It's so cool. I love Grogu. I love I love all of the characters in this. I just think they're done a little bit dirty by the everything that's going on around them. Um, yeah. But there are huge moments in this series which I think are going to pay off. Like, the dark saber is gone. Bo-Katan just woke up a mythosaur, the big yeah. daddy. Oh. And at the end, when Grogu is, you know, he's Din Grogu, he looks down yeah. in the water and that mythosaur looks up and he's like, he is, Grogu is the Mandalorian. He is the, the second coming, whatever they called it. You know, he's yeah. the new age. He is him. He is him. Oh, um, and I can't, that, and that is, that is so exciting, good. mate. I like so that. good. Oh, come so on. Good. One more time, Dandelorian. So good. And he is going to be that, that lad. Um, you know, the spider, the spider droid in Minds of Mandalore, like horribly, oh. horribly effective creature design. The, 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 even like the, I can't remember they're called now, the Anzites, I think they're called or something. The kind of like gobliny creatures in that episode. Really Wicked. very good. We get to Wicked. see the Anzellans from the Rise of Skywalker, the Babu Frick lads. Very cool. Carl Weathers, God rest his soul, as grief has got some great moments in this. Um, you know, we get to see what's going on in the New Republic. We see Zeb. We see Garazeb Aurelios from oh, yeah. Rebels in, in an outstanding bit of fun. motion capture, live action, animation, CGI. That was fantastic. We see live action clones. We see Ahmed Best come back as Killer and Beck. A huge moment in in the law, and yes. I love it when Ahmed is speaking. I don't like it as much mm. when he's fighting, and I and I, and 
I Same. said that in the last Same. time. In the last time we spoke about it, I was like, yeah, I, I was incorrect when I said I don't think he's shown on on screen with any clones, which would explain some of the kind of janky um, choreography. He is for a few times, but you know, I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh, I'll get the prequel guy on board to do choreography. But I think you need to speed up a little bit. You know, just make it feel a little, little bit more fluid and a bit less like you're you're aiming at nothing. I love seeing yeah. Ahmed. Don't get me wrong. We and, and some Ahmed of the, is a friend of the show. We love him. Same, same. Again, I think it's directing me. Uh, sadly, that is Carl Weathers' episode, 100%. isn't it? That is Carl Weathers. It is, episode. yes, which is a shame. But and I said that in our, you know, in memory of Carl Weathers' episode that I, th- I think his episode isn't isn't particularly good. His season two <laughs> one is fantastic. It's good fun. You can, tell, love you can tell there's, yeah, it's great fun, and you can tell there's some. There's some growth there, maybe, you know. I know it's easy for us as armchair, you know, critics, but like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah. But uh, yeah, this this the, the the episode has some wicked moments in season three. But yeah, Ahmed, with even with Ahmed, there are moments I'm like the facial expressions aren't right. It's like you don't, yeah, this ain't Shakespeare. This isn't well, you're not on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is TV. This is this is live action, uh, and like you said. I am a massive fan of Ahmed. I loved his return. It was it was brilliant. Just direction at times. I'm looking I'm looking at the directors now: Rick Famuyiwa, Rachel Morrison, Lee Isaac Chung, got Carl Weathers, Peter Ramsey, Bryce, and Rick Famuyiwa again for the last two episodes. Um, I think they could have had a stronger roster. I think they really could have. Where did a lot of the other guys go? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm starting to believe that, and maybe um, I, I, there's still a lot that I loved about this show, about this season, and I think a, even a weak Din and Grogu, a weak Mando season, is still stronger than a lot of other seasons. But if we're just you know just blindly celebrating everything that mm-hmm. comes out, and even things that we might even enjoy in part at the time, if we can't go back and critique it. Then we we are just being blind, and we're we're doing ourselves a disservice. You know, we know people from Disney and Lucasfilm listen to this. We know it's not many, but there's one or two, yeah. And we know that creatives need feedback. They need sincere. I need it. I do creative stuff for my job, and I, I need feedback. I need to learn. I need to innovate. I need to look at other people and say, what are they doing right? What could they be doing? Yeah. Dune yep. is coming out next week. That's fantastic news for Star Wars. It's brilliant news for Star Wars. I'll tell you why. Because it's going to be, I'm sure, I'm confident, it's going to be very successful. Might not earn a billion dollars, but it's going to be very successful. It's critically yep. already successful. Yeah? Good. Star Wars needs yep. that. It needs someone else on its doorstep going, guess what? I'm in town. I'm, I'm I'm focused on quality. I've got great mm-hmm. storytelling. I've got great visual effects. I have a point. I have a I mm-hmm. have a moral story to tell, and that's what needs to happen. Not just like slap no, out rubbish, <laughs> slap out any old boop. But no, it's um, <laughs> it's a hunger, mate. It's it's also the hunger, and that's what mm. I think we need to get back a little bit more. I think Mando season three is missing some of that hunger, some of that green mm. because it moves mm. mm-hmm. in. Setting up a soaker. Got too lost in absorbing Rangers. You got too lost in, well, we haven't got Cara Dune anymore. You got too lost in, well, the Book of Boba Fett's happening. We're doing that. 
it, it the hunger's gone it, it became more of a product for the first time rather than you know the, the product it just became another product by disney plus by lucasfilm by disney and that's and it should never do that this is the mandalorian we're talking about this is prestige for star wars it yeah. shouldn't just feel like another product which has just no. come out and i feel no. like a lot of, it's a lot of it's by numbers a lot of it's by com- committee by design and it shouldn't be like that mando should not be like that so for a season which had so much so many massive moments it had almost for me or if not more moments which kind of brought it back down a little bit it, it, you know and last year you know we might have been raving about it but that's the beauty of these one year on episodes is that it isn't always going to be oh i i still love it or actually i don't like it as much yeah it, it, you know but we change and we, we can reflect on it and i think that's healthy as well and i remember being very excited for example when we saw killer and beck last year i still love it because i'm in mate but yeah, yeah, same. You see same. A year later, and you notice the, the the chinks in the armor. There, you notice that the scene isn't quite as you know marvelous as we once thought it was when we're caught up in the moment. And that's not a bad thing. It still exists. It's great. It's, it looks. It's still something out of there, and it should be celebrated. But there's nothing wrong with sitting here saying, well, you know, does it hit the heights that we expect from Mando? Uh, you and I, at least, no. So no, I mean, don't. I think you've probably already asked it, but I'm going to ask you anyway. You know, for for, for 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 a bit of positivity again, what what episode other than the Minds of Mandalore? <laughs> let's say that one. Then, what episode uh, is your favourite? Because that would be mine as well. Uh, the pirate, probably. Mm-hmm. If the spies, I mean, is great as well. But uh, that's just that's an obvious one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm going to say I'm going to just give some love to the pirate. I think the pirate's underrated. It's not perfect, but it's good fun, and it feels like one of those like off adventure mando episodes and you're like, oh yeah this is pretty cool this is pretty cool yeah you what, what are you yeah, saying yeah i'm i'm looking at the list of episodes and i think i'm going to have to go with you on that one just because it feels like a little bit of fun the apostate is good and i remember it being all set on that little island with the cave and it isn't you know they go to navarro and it's and it's fun obviously master man the convert i like because it's different but it isn't the Mandalorian. It's just, it isn't the Mandalorian. That's just how it is. It's a, it's a good bit of Star Wars telly, but it ain't Mando. The Foundling, you know, a kid gets taken by a bird, fine. Guns for Hire has good moments in it, but it's so all over the place. Yeah, and the Spies would then be my favourite. I think The Return is a good finale, a good episode, but it underwhelmed because it's just so quick. Everything happens so I fast. Know, it, just just un- it just happens. So. I, do you know pirate. what, mate? This I, I know we we are like we are hammering like well, and we could go on. I could tell we could go on, right? But I'm going to summarise this do it, mate. with do it. A, a, a little Apple Podcasts review that we got last year from Mike. Mike from Five to Seven on Apple Podcasts in the USA says it seems lately they can't help but spend too much time on nitpicking. There are more fun Star Wars to be had. <laughs> I remember this lad. I hope you're still listening, Geezer. I remember that because I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's just been. It ain't nitpicking. Yeah, listen, listen. Yeah, we, 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 maybe Star Wars is just too good and we have to nitpick stuff, but. Maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe. That, maybe. That, that Shakespearean tragedy between the Quarren and the uh, Mon Cala, that ain't nitpicking. That's just cack. That's yeah. a waff. And, yeah. you know, if it, people call it nitpicky, people might not like it, but we are balanced. We are honest. We are nothing if not honest with our opinions. We try to keep it real. It won't always please everybody. However, that's just the way we do it because I can't look look Luke in the eye and, and lie 
And I'm not going to listen to all of you guys, <laughs> thousands of you guys who listen and be like, oh, I loved all of it because that's not right. That's not right. I loved quite a lot of this season, but comparatively to one and two, I don't think it stacks up in many, many, many areas. Now, I don't, I don't, I don't have, I don't agree with everything you say in terms of your nitpicks and likes, and you don't always agree with mine, mate. But yeah, same. We can only keep it real, can't we, mate? So hopefully, season four, if we get it, it's even better. But we've got Mando and Grogu coming next year anyway, so who cares? Hi, this is Mike Quinn. This is Vanessa Marshall. This is Brendan Wayne. This is Guy Henry. This is Kyle Newman, director of Fanboys and producer of Disturbance in the Force. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually laughing. I'm actually laughing. I'm trying to keep it together. I think we might need to drink it. Just keep this in. Just keep this in. We're still staying in, mate. (laughs) We've got. (laughs) We've got. (laughs) (laughs) The last sentence. The main discussion is massive. (laughs) It's like, do you know what? We we can nitpick till the end of days, but listen, we've got Amanda and Grogu, so none of this is going to matter when we're loving that in the cinema. So. Let's just get on with it. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> all they do is nitpick. Oh, who cares? <laughs> oh, well, here we are, mate. Uh, we're going to get a drink. I wish I had a real one. I've only got a Dr. Pepper. But uh, we are. <laughs> what a main yeah. discussion that was. Let's let, let's let's unravel. <laughs> let's start to hear what everybody else thinks. We've pulled up the Essex Falcon outside of our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bansina. And the only question that remains, my friend, is shall we? Let's do it, Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? A libation. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Anthony, give me the spiciest drink you got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Yes, here we are. We're inside now. We're safe. We're safe from any nitpicks on the outside there. Each week here in the Bantina, we hear from you lot, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers, and we want to hear your thoughts on what we've been discussing. So this week, we asked for your thoughts on The Mandalorian Season 3, one year later. What you loved, what you didn't love, and your overall opinions. And guess what? Your guys had opinions. Lukey boy, what were they saying on IG and threads and all those good places? um sorry mate i'm just i'm i'm absolutely in awe in of one of our patreon questions that we're going to be answering in a second but no we have some fantastic some fantastic comments uh can't read all of them out i love this little nugget of positivity telly 77 said was it the weakest season yeah but it also had mando fight against a wet salad pirate <laughs> um, you know kale man a very very strong point um all star wars fans one year already definitely think it was the weakest season but i'm 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 here for all of it uh kando c says honestly my favorite episode was the pershing pershing coruscant shenanigans see you know like a lot of people absolutely loving that clan brandalore and minds of mandalore was an insane episode so there was a lot of 
love and positivity in there, right? Mo, our boy Mo, said something really um, profound and I think hits the nail on the head for, for, for us, mate. I enjoyed it at the time, but never felt the urge to revisit it since. So I can't remember much about it. Seasons one and two were much better in my opinion, but season three had some good moments. We've got Return of the Jedi Polaroid saying, yes, yeah, same totally agree and i love mm-hmm. that account by the way return of the jedi yeah, um, i love those polaroids yeah yeah wicked account um the phantom fanboy says vacuous what a wonderful word and comment just literally one word that, that guy just classic <laughs> classic phantom classic grant um con lynch lizzo can get in the bin <laughs> <laughs> oh lizzo <laughs> Well, there's, there's, yeah, and yeah, you know, a lot of people saying, look, overall disappointment. You know, Eve said that overall disappointment. Now, highlights, but you know, it just felt, yeah, it, it, it just, it didn't deliver, didn't deliver. What else are people saying, mate, on on Twitter and Facebook? Right, little rays of positivity on there. So, some here and there. Uh, the dog farmer mm. said some nice moments, but the storytelling had a lot to be desired. Yeah. Uh, our buddies over on the Scarif podcast said it's the worst season for me. And for someone who didn't really mind Lizzo and Jack Black, that's saying something. I mean, this is a good mm. point. He said, I mean, they look like they're enjoying being on the show, and who wouldn't? Fair play. That is true. They look like they're having a good time. Mm. Um, Hyperspace Heroes, here we go. They said, I loved it. We loved it. But admittedly, I'm a man, though, Stan, so I could watch a whole season of just their daily life living in their new cabin, playing with frogs, and eating chicken nuggies. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I mean, I'm trying to look for ones which are a little bit more up than not, but a lot of them seem to be fairly middling. Like Sean O'Connor, he said, yeah. I, I honestly like the whole thing. This is a good point as well. I personally hope we see Dr. Pershing again. I'd like to see Grogu use his force healing to restore his broken mind. Remember, uh, Pershing got his brain absolutely fried at the end mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. that episode. Um, uh, the Geeky Dad podcast not as good as the first two seasons it's a very uneven season it lost a little focus in the middle but the last two episodes made it up for me uh, and then moving on to the old book of the face uh, our boy the mouth of the south Jamie Richards said the influence of the abandoned rangers run, uh, episode season runs through this season like a rich vein of molten Beskar and Jeff Ellis uh, recent patron haven't done a rewatch of season three yet so I don't really remember much of it which speaks for itself. Season one and two are memorable in that it worked to establish the baseline of who Mando is and what his priorities are. Remembering what I can from season three, I wasn't a fan of how draggy it felt and how much filler Mm. there seemed to be. Didn't like Mm. Liz or Jack Black, honestly. Kind of felt like it intruded and distracted from the storyline, but definitely need a rewatch. So it's (laughs) it's interesting there. I mean, of the ones I saw, there were a few people who said, I... Loved it. See, this was boss. <laughs> but it, it seemed was, like most people... Yeah, go on. I, I got one of those on, on threads. Just Tracy X said, love it. But Tracy, so. we, we love it as well. If anything, we love is it. And um, we're glad that you love this. But it just seems to be a lot of people were saying, I liked it or I loved it. But then there is the but is in yeah. there. I liked it. Yeah. But, and, that, you know, that's... It's a shame because we don't want our Star Wars to be uh, littered with butts but uh, we got a lot of them in our social comments here mate <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah I like it there I've, yeah. I've, I think that wraps it up mate absolutely <laughs> mate that ra- there are yeah, yeah go on right 
yeah. <laughs> I like next, catching him like that. But next well, let's bit, do it then. Next bit. We like Lukey Boy said. We got a. We did get an awful lot of comments on this. It seemed to be getting a lot of people's attention. And to be fair, yeah, it did. We, we didn't really get any of that said. It is abysmal. It's awful. Other than vacuous, we didn't really get any which were uh, overly negative. It's mainly just kind of like average to middling. But you know, we thank everybody for your opinions we love hearing them you know positive or negative we're here to share them as long as you present them in a decent way so thank you to everyone who did send in the comments this week if you didn't hear your comment featured come on don't give up please continue yeah. sending your thoughts and maybe just maybe you'll be featured on an upcoming stint in the bantina for extra content go to patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions you know it's gonna be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Mmm, best podcast. That's right. It is the spiciest part of the Buddha Bop Bantino. It's Patreon questions section. And to kick us off this week, it is Jeff Hine. Our boy, late, well, one of our latest patrons. We've had so many lately, can't keep up. <laughs> but Jeff, no, what a lad. Uh, what's going on, gents? Super stoked to finally be a part of the Patreon family. Back when Bad Batch Season 2 began streaming, I just finished The Clone Wars for the first time, and my already deep love for Star Wars just grew deeper. I hadn't met anyone yet that shared the same level of passion I have, so finding that podcast at the time was truly a gift thank you all for all for thank you for all the hard work you continuously pour into this show ah oh, thanks mate it means more than you'll know anyway my first of many questions for you brothers is if you had to pick one planet in a galaxy far far away to be born raised and live out your lives on which planet would it be what career would you have and why cheers and may the force be with you cheers jeff um go on mate I butchered that slightly, but yeah, go on. What are you saying? No, you did good, mate. You did good. Uh, great question, Jeffy boy, to start it off with. Um, that's a good one. Where would I like to be born, raised? And so you basically got one planet which you're born on, you lived on, you're raised on. You know, a bit like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air going on there. And then, what career would I have? So, I don't know. I'd like to think. You know, I want to be. I would say older on, but it gets blown up. Um, because it just yeah. looks nicer, doesn't it? Similarly to having rewatched season three of The Mandalorian and Plazier 15 with, with Jack Black and Liz. That, that looks like a fine place to live. That looks great. Yeah. Apart from their reliance on like droids and AI and robots could get a little bit pro- troublesome. But mm. I th- it looks quite nice. I don't mind yeah. it too much. Or there's somewhere like Sorgan. Again, Mandalorian. A yeah, very, very simple rural way of living. Doesn't really get too much trouble apart from the dog faces, the, cl- cl- the cl- uh, Clatoonians. So, uh, in short probably Coruscant <laughs> I'd like to go on Coruscant because I love I love a bit of rural I love a bit of peace and quiet but I am also a uh, I'm, I'm an urban or suburbs kind of guy I love the city I love the built up places I love the lights I love the neon um, so I would absolutely love it um, go for I that saw- one I'm going to go for Coruscant <laughs> I usually go for something like Canon Bike because it's a bit of me yeah. but yeah, that's, I'm going to go yeah, Coruscant was- mate Oh, I'm gonna you, be a Jack, j- uh, 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 a Jack Black dealer. <laughs> I'm gonna be a croupier on Cano Bite. Um, now I'm gonna say Coruscant because I think there's more opportunities there. Obviously, I'd like to think I'd live on one of the upper levels because you don't want to be one of the riff raff down the bottom. But so I'd like to live. I'd, I'd you know I'd like to be born and raised on Coruscant. I think you've got better opportunities there. And plus, if you say Coruscant, 
No, it's, it's like saying I'm born in London. You know, some, for some reason, people love it. Um, mm, what would I do there? Oh, I mean, if I could choose any skill set in the world. East, East Ham. <laughs> I was born in Queen's Hospital, Rumford. I was born I was, in Devon, actually. You were. So, I was born in. My I was born in a hospital called St Luke's, so it's meant to be. Um, really? Here we are. Really? It really was. It's not there Where's anymore. That, Since I was, that was uh, Guildford. But so no. when I was born, they tore it down because they're like, it ain't going to get better than this. Um, so yeah. they did tear it down. Um, so uh, I'm going to be Coruscant, and then I don't know if I could have any career. I mean, I'd like to be like a, a, a professor or something. There's somebody who gives something back, something which means I'm probably not going to be in the line of fire if there's a war. Um, so, you know, a, f- a fairly simple one. I don't want to work in a bar because, you know, people... But Flippin I think I'd be a professor. How many? My man's giving us an essay about... <laughs> usually, <laughs> usually I put bullet points down. Usually I put bullet points down and I'm like, yeah, that would do. But I haven't for these questions. I'm just going straight shooting, which is why they're a little bit more jibber-jabber. But Coruscant and I would be a professor because <laughs> it's safe. What about you, mate? Um, I love that, mate. Well done. Well, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be born you. and raised on Naboo because I've said oh. it about twelve times now. That Naboo, Naboo's one of my favourite planets to be born on or live on. Um, but yeah, classic, isn't it? It's classic. Um, it's quality of life. You know, opportunities. It's green grass, but you still got a Buildings. city. The buildings, the architecture, Padme mm. Amidala. You know, it's got a lot going for it, really. Um, <laughs> Gungans. Career. I always liked the speeders in Phantom Menace. You know, like the, even with the little turrets on, like the speeders. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was always thought they looked real sweet. Uh, so I'd be mm. like a cab driver. I'd be an Uber driver on Naboo, mate. And I'd be... Life. I'd be plugging in um, the old podcasts, Apple podcasts and speakers, <laughs> listening to Star Wars podcasts. But not the yeah. sessions. They're too nitpicky. You know, that's <laughs> too too much of an Egypt, pair of Egypts. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it would be, it'd, be, it'd be Naboo Jeff. Great, great, great to have you here. Great question. Big love, great mate. Question, Welcome. Man. Thanks for getting involved yes. as well. Like You've really, especially on threads. Yeah. No, Jeff, mate, you're allowed, and you got me talking, and that's never a good thing because I don't shut up. So, yeah, Jeff, yeah. mate, we want to know your answer as well. Where, where would you be born, would, raised, and lived? Would, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd want to work in a bar like, oh, or uh, maybe a butcher. But I sat on there. I don't know about that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, we want to know your thoughts, and everybody out there, where would you yeah. be born, live, and raised, raised and live, whatever, and. What career would you have? It's a very interesting question, especially in a galaxy far, far away. Nice one, Jeff. And next up, we have James, the Max Rebo Experience. Long-time listener, long-time commenter, long-time lad. He says, mm. is there any connection between Ian McDermott saying the Emperor had reproductive relations and the fact we learnt Amiga's blood works with his midichlorians slash M-count? Is Omega Ray's grandmother... This is a loaded question, and I know uh, our girl Star Wars Meg's been all over this this week. I want to know what you've been thinking about it, Luke Boy, Lukey Boy. Is is Omega Ray's grandma, and how does this all work? I mean, just just listen, James. I got big love for you, mate, and I love your interactions with us online. You're a good old boy, but just because old Ian 
says something at a comic con don't make it canon it yeah. was the empire wasn't it it was empire magazine it was em- oh yeah it was crazy was it, em- was it an interview with empire i thought it was, it was the empire prequel special yeah yeah i haven't picked that up are you gonna pick i need that to up? get it uh, absolutely right. i'm gonna try and get both of them okay. are you really okay i Gosh, shouldn't pick it up I never i've just them, not but- i've had such a I've had such a wild week, you know, so I haven't had a chance to pick it up yet. You're right, Richard uh, D. Grant. Uh, oh, I was doing an I impression of Rich D. Grant to my missus the other day. I, d- I like forgot it? what the context was. Yeah, she likes it. And I was going, oh, he winds me up. Matt loves him, but he winds I me do. up like... <laughs> Love Rich. There's something about like you know he he did this video of him like jumping on a bed the other day at the Baftas and yeah. <laughs> it's like he's the same in everything. I'm like mate, he's what just, you know he's just wired and amped the whole time. He he Great would probably I I would probably wind him up though you know so oh, no Possibly, I yeah. would meet him I would meet him and I'd be like best buds I'd be like mate this guy's a legend got you all you wrong, two would absolutely get on I know you would Duck do you think. Tell. I would. Yeah, I mean, I want, listen, Reg, if you're listening, mate, I want you to come on. I want to talk to you about the rise of Skywalker. But, yeah. you know, reach don't out tell and anyone, I want you to talk to Luke. Don't tell anyone I said that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, if yeah. you're like, oh, if we, ever go, if we ever get, like, an interview with him at, like, London Film and Comic Con and that, I'll be like, oh, yeah, so uh, tell us about Rise of Skywalker. I'll be like, ha, ha, ha. And then in the, the back of your lot's minds, you'll be like, oh, I remember that time Luke was uh, <laughs> mugging Luke. Mugging, <laughs> mugging you off mugging you when off mugging if you Reg off. and Luke Bly met or even spoke via our um, podcast Reg, um, Reg. Richard where's Grant, Reg? Reg Richard E. Grant Reg R-E-G Reg okay if, fair enough there you go. if Lukey Boy and Reg it's easier than saying all, three, <laughs> all those syllables Reg. if they met or, or communicated via the internet I, my life would be complete mate I, I, I need to see that happening, but all right. Um, well, let's it doesn't try answer it. the question, though. It doesn't answer James's question. It doesn't. It doesn't at all, mate. Um, is Amiga raise Nan? No. <laughs> uh, I, you know, no. Please, no, 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 no. Don't. Mm. It's already a bit of a mental thread with Rise of Skywalker being like, oh, so Palpatine had a son. Apparently, due to some book somewhere, it's his, it, you know, it's 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 a clone. Of- no, that's 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 JJ's right now in the book. That's JJ. Is that does it say in the film? It's yeah, it, it is yeah. That is JJ. It's, it's in the film. They explicitly because look, all right, bear with me. They explicitly say in the film, oh, Palps had a son, but he was a clone. They call it like a strand cast or something. Oh fuck. <laughs> that's it and then all the books and all the shows and all the cartoons JJ, what got, are you doing that's the that's the problem mate is they've all got to play catch up to JJ said we want Palps back how you can sort that out I'm just right making my film J, JJ said we want Palps back sort it out and then Lucasfilm went right fast forward a few years later <laughs> uh, let's have a pirate <laughs> Let's have a pirate, a salad pirate. Um, we're going to write another show, Skeleton Crew. What, what's that about? Uh, kids, Stranger Things. That's popular at the moment. Let's do... Let's do they find let's Luke do. on Act O and he tries to kill him. Kathy, Kathy Kennedy's just writing on sticky notes. Give it... Yeah, right, you, you, you. You do this, you do that. Oprah. Um, 
I think it's a long shot, James. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think it's a long shot. I I, I can't see it happening, mate. I think it's an interesting thread. I think it's mm-hmm. maybe it leads to progress of the of the scientific research mm-hmm. behind Palpatine's return, but I don't, I, I don't think it's as as explicit as as Omega being the grandmother. You know, I think it's a bit weird. You know, talking about like Omega being a grandmother of someone at the moment <laughs> is just a very, you know, no. I'm yeah. no, I'm good. I'm not a fan of that. She's a kid. I don't know, James. I'm not saying you're explicitly saying. I'm just saying, th- like when you think about it, yeah, it's like yeah. nah. It's e- even though she's the oldest member of the batch, she's a kid. Oh yeah, she is. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, mate. You know, <laughs> look what Palps gets up to in his own time is out to him. You know, he's a busy boy and all that. But is Omega yeah. Ray's grandmother? No, because I think by the time we get to the rise of Skywalker, and I do think they are going to, you know, explain this as much as they can in the shows. You know, <laughs> Ray's going to have about a, a hundred grandmothers and grandfathers because there's going to be a little bit of different uh, things in that right. like, midichlorian sample that is being pumped into Palpatine. So, like you, I think there'll be, you know, Omega will help push things forward. I think Grogu will, but I don't think Gran- Gro- Grogu's her granddad. You know, uh, <laughs> the grandparents being a Grogu and Omega. Uh, listen, like they're going, they're going down that route, mate. Yeah, they're going they down. Like, his ears just perked up. Who, who else? Ah, oh, we're back on Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett season two. Oh, we need the DNA of someone. Oh, who's the DNA we got? You know the, uh, you know the um, lass in uh, Jabba's palace and Return of the Jedi is like kicking her legs, dancing. <laughs> You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, oh. Gideon as well, Grandpa Gideon. Uh, who else can we have? A tech, tech's going to be there as well. Oh, yeah, There's going to be a bit time. of everyone. I That's think, where I think... Ray gets the accent from because tech, <laughs> let's face it, don't sound New Zealand. Sounds as New oh, Zealand. Sound as my like... man sounds like Tim Morrison at all. But um, no. I love you, D. Bradley Baker. By the way, um, you know, I think I do. I think unfortunately. In a kind of weird way, I think whatever it is that is conjured up to bring Palpatine back is just a kind of like an evil mix of just a lot of things. And it doesn't work in the end of the day. And I think that's nah. the fun of it, is that everything leads to Palpatine still basically being dead on that crane. Uh, so no, I don't think Amigas Ray's grandmum. Do I think like you shall have a part to play in it? Yes. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, I also think the part will be that Dr. Hemlock doesn't find her and they can't actually get... I think I know, I know a lot of people have said this, but I agree. She, She's going to... She, they're not going to be able to get her back or something, and that's why they can't further the, the research. Thrawn. Thrawn. No, I'm not even going like, to... Right, back it. Because we can just gonna keep going. Forever. I know. You're going to be a everything, you know, those Night Sisters as well. Don't... Give me started on Night Sisters, mate. Oh, the Don't zombie troopers and all that. Yeah, what they call death troopers and all that. Mate, just before we go, my mate at work yes, said he listened to our episode. They can't hear nothing. They can't hear they nothing. Can, they no. can't. My mate said he listened to the Death Trooper episode, the the recap of the finale of Ahsoka, and he said at work today, today, mm-hmm. today, and he said your mate he went off on one, didn't he? He hated those Death Troopers, didn't he? Or whatever they were called in the show, Dark Troopers. It was zombie troopers. Zom- so it's even well, I don't know, six months on or whatever it's been. You know, your legacy <laughs> remains as hating those Zom troopers. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll wear that badge with pride, mate. That accolade with Ooh, pride. pride. Yeah, yeah. Red. So bringing it back again. 
Oh, rich, Allegiant yeah. General. Rich. Allegiant. I laughed. I cried. I pumped my <laughs> fit. Did you? Did you actually? Did then you? That's when I saw the, the paycheck. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Rage is insincere. He's, I, I just think he's a happy guy. He's a great actor. He's some Do you the, think? I honestly, I really think you watch someone like Can You Ever Forgive Me? And a man is outstandingly good in that film. I love the film. Okay. Fabulously I, I, good. You know, I think I'm being mean then. I'm being mean. I need to really. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it pride. He's hamming it up. But he's great in the last, I'm, yeah, last year I'm, as well. I'm pretty positive about most people, by the way. Yeah, I'm pretty like, even in real life, there'll be people, Matt will be like, oh, that bloke. Yeah, and I'll be like, oh. There's much worse of that. So really, there's just, there's every now and then people wind me up and it's for really like illogical things. Illogical. Wrong franchise. Let's do it. Let's get him on. Let, let, do 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 what must be done. Look what you have made. Yeah. Contact Richard E. Grant and get him on the sessions to get these two together. And my yeah. work here is complete. Um, but yeah. until then, that was a lovely tangent of a Patreon question section. We do have one yeah, more, brilliant. Key 77. You're a lad. We're going to get to yours next week because it's a bang of a question and we want to give it the time it deserves. So, Jeff, James, thank you so much for your questions, guys. We'd love to know your answers to those. But bartender... Sorry about the mess. We're done here. Until next week, we'll be back again, same time, for another stint in the Bantina. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game. game yes each week we end the episode with a star wars themed game we alternate hosting responsibilities this week it is my turn luke do you want to know what you're playing this week uh big time what are we doing what's Uh, the game it's it's quick and easy nice and simple mate it is simply who said that i'm going to give you a couple of quotes from the mandalorian season three and i just need you to tell me who said it if you want to tell me what episode you can do i just want to know okay who said it mate Nice and simple, All right. quick and easy one to win the in the off on. So I like that. Uh, DJ, we've long to, you know, we've spin it. Oh yeah, go on, start it. Yeah, we have go gone on. long. Listeners we, are we thinking, like oh, you know, this is your on, first episode. Welcome. Right here we yeah. go. The first comp, first quote. All I need to know is who said it. Who said it? Okay. Mandalorian okay. season three. Here we go. Yeah, I believe that pursuit of knowledge is the most noble thing someone can do. Oh, I have no idea. I believe that pursuit of knowledge is the most noble thing someone can do. I I think that's Pen Pershing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like something from uh, the convert. You would be bang on. It was Doctor Pershing. Nice. Yes, that's when he's okay. doing his speech in the Opera House. Yeah, oh, rad, oh, rad, oh, rad. Okay, yeah. how about this one? Is there no room for forgiveness in a galaxy so vast? That sounds like um, it. That sounds like it's from the same episode, almost. Like Katie O'Brien's character said it. Is there no room for forgiveness in a galaxy yeah, so go. vast? Yeah, I'll go. Well, or it could be um, Din with the redemption with the, the. Yeah, I'll go with Din. I don't think it is Din, but I'll go with Din. Um, you would be wrong in saying that. It is in fact the Duchess, which is Lizzo's character in guns for hire oh, 
oh, one of the things she says. Um, brilliant. You remember that? What about this one? Surrender or fight? <laughs> Surrender or fight? Uh, Surrender or fight? I think that's Big Boy. Um, what's his name? I've got his figure. What's his name? Boy, you snapped it up before the before the episode, mate. It don't even have his name on it. What? It don't even have uh, his. This this is from literally the figure here just says heavy infantry Mandalorian. I remember Paz. that. Paz, Paz Vizsla. Yeah, we got sent. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, it ain't Paz Vizsla though. It is Moff Gideon in the Return. He says it is to it? because he said to her because she surrendered to him years before with the dark saber. Oh, um, the right, episode I watched two... like two hours ago. That's yeah, the... <laughs> yeah. You probably should remember that. Um, yeah. Okay, one or two more. Then everything's gonna be alright, kid. Mando, Din, Din Djarin. Uh, that was very quick off the block. Uh, you would also be wrong if you said that. It was Keller and Beck when the, when the escalator <laughs> oh, yes! opens. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right then. All right. Two more oh, then. Doing... Kid, never trust a pirate. Oh, that is Mando Dinjarin. I know that. Yeah. Yes, that was. I love Daddy that. Din. I love that. And the delivery is top notch. Yeah, I love that. Yep, love that scene. Uh, and the last one. Yes. Yes, 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 uh, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> me, uh, when Disney Plus asks if I want to watch the next episode of Mando Season 3, despite me being a grumpy old man and moaner, I'm like, yeah, go on. No, it's <laughs> go Grogu. On. It's, gro- it's Grogu it is, in the Daddy. IG suit. Well, it's actually IG-11, but I'll give you that. It is Grogu, of course it is, yes. Um, yeah. And that is the game. It's not a quick and easy no. one. See how you remember Season I, 3? Nick kind of did. My brain capacity is like at thirty percent now. Just after that episode, you know, like the bants, the moaning. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out, and my poor, my poor missus, my other half, she's like, "What? You know, what's wrong with you?" I'm, oh, just I had just an experience, <laughs> yeah. a spiritual awakening. Talking about Mandalorian out. season three, season three, he's gonna walk out like one of them zombie troopers. He's got no brain function left. Yes. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night last night with ne- like it felt like cramp in my neck. I believe it that. or not, have you ever had I that? Hate. Yes, I, I really neck. have as well. Yes, really have done, and it's because obviously you get the thing where you sleep funny and you get a sore neck the next day. That's different. But I've had cramp in the neck, and well, I've had it in my leg, and that's bad enough. But in the maybe we're getting old, mate. But I've had it in the yeah. neck as well. Pain I had in that the last neck. night. I, I had that last night. And I was like, I think it was because we knew this episode was coming up. <laughs> we, yeah. We knew you- get a lot off your shoulders and you know it's yeah neck a little bit but well, i'll be listen, sleeping guys, like a baby tonight mate after well you will be baby odor yeah listen cool. guys listen well done on the game by the way mate that is that for the game and if, again if we you know us guys we have a laugh we love it but then we love we yeah. love it we love mando if you love season three let us know why you know, we're not going to sit here and ever tell you you're wrong for loving it or you're not a fan because you love season three. Absolutely not, mate. We, we dig that so much, season three. It's just compared to what we've seen before from this series, it just didn't quite work for us. But we would like to know what you guys think. I know you've let us know on socials, but let, keep, yeah. keep telling us, just keep feeding us season three goodness until we finally say, okay, we love it. Um, but in the meantime, we are going to call an end to what has been a very fun 
episode of Star Wars Sessions, episode 238. But the fun will not stop there. It doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Lukey boy, where can the world find us? Tell us about season three online. Yay! What? What did you say? Tell us about season three. Uh, season they can three, find. Yeah. Uh, what? What? They they can find us at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. Search for us on X, Instagram, Threads, Facebook, TikTok, any just social media. Just search Star Wars Sessions. You'll find us. You will love us. I hope. Drop us a voice note or a message to our email, which is hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. And if you didn't know, you probably don't. We got a Patreon. I know. Shock horror. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Come to our watch along. Come to our watch along. $2 a month gets you in the club. Loads of bonus content. Yeah, you, you'll love it. The kids love it. Yeah, join up. Do it love it if you invite them they will come yeah like lukey boy said check all that out but if you want to support the show for free you can do keep listening and please do leave us a five star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice you can scroll up you can scroll down drop those five stars whilst the episode is still going and it means the world to us it really does help the show grow and get out there to more listeners it gets more listeners in and there's another way to hear from all of you each and every week Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats. Tell your nearest cloned Mandalorian Beskar up G unit. Tell Don't your anyone. Start on that. Tell we didn't even we didn't we couldn't we couldn't <laughs> even yeah we couldn't even break the concrete foundations of that topic the more the merrier the castle spicier tell your nearest love struck mon calamari that this is the podcast (laughs) you're looking for so until next time from me see ya and from luke may the force be with you always luke bella and keck (laughs) keck